This episode is brought to you by World Outspoken. World Outspoken is a nonprofit organization preparing the Mestizo Church for cultural change in our congregations, communities, and cities. Visit www.worldoutspoken.com where you can find an archive of thought-provoking articles and resources as well as podcasts such as Questions from the Pew, Mixtape, and the Mestizo Podcast. One of the ways World Outspoken helps to equip La Iglesia is through the World Outspoken Learning Center, providing accessible education with courses on preaching, congregational culture, and cultural identity formation to prepare emerging leaders for bicultural ministry. World Outspoken has a goal to renew its Learning Center license and expand its courses to further train ministry leaders. Consider partnering with World Outspoken through financial support at www. .worldoutspoken.com slash give now. Enjoy the show. Welcome to La Ventanita Podcast. This is season number two. I can't believe we're in season number two. Yes, we have season number one. You can check that out on YouTube and all streaming platforms, Apple Podcast, Spotify, I think we're on there. But my name is Jeremy Barahona. I'm a church planter here on the south end, south side of West Palm Beach. Right now, moved out here a year ago to plant the church with my bride and my little, little baby. And it's been it's been a joy. And today, man, I'm joined by my regular co-host. He's the armor bearer of all armor bearers, <laughs> reporting live from Chi-Town. No deep dish eating. He eats like a real Chicagoan, the thin crust cut in squares. Right, into squares. <laughs> cut into squares. Don't mess with his Korean food. <laughs> kind of dude. His name is Joshua, the armor bear preacher, teacher, <laughs> wordsmith. Got caught in the snow to make this podcast. So, what's up, man? Man, I I will I will trek through the blizzard, the mountains. There's no mountains here in Chicago, but <laughs> I'll travel through the snow for my bishop. See, sometimes sometimes you need to track through snow. And you need to shovel it out in order to give a word. And that's what my brother right here did today. By the way, Man, I hate the a, snow. It's a privilege. Man, it's I don't I still am not used to the snow. To the cold, to cleaning it up, driving through it, walking through it. But man, it's a it's a privilege to to be here with you. Um always look forward to our conversations. Uh look forward to the times we get to, you know, joke around with each other but also uh share what's on our hearts uh on on the subject matter so always start off with our episodes evos jeremy tell us what's going on in your life man what's happening with uh, the light west palm beach yeah man right now uh we're actually just focusing on um closing out the year the year and for us what that looks like honestly is a lot of just reflection. We're not doing too many activities, we're not doing anything for Thanksgiving or December, anything big as a church mm-hmm. plant. 
I think that we just need to kind of reflect and prep, get our team ready for what's to come. Cool, man. So today on this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the subject of success. Uh, and this is where we're going to jump right into our next segment called La Plena. Uh, Jeremy, man, so in this last year of of church planting, as you, you mentioned that, you know, you're getting ready to wrap up the year. And I'm assuming that part of what that looks like is looking back at this past year also and reflecting on what's been happening with you, within you, uh, but also with your team and with the church and the community. So uh specifically on the subject of success bro um can you share with us a little bit of you know why 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 are we talking about redefining success today yeah we we touched on this a little bit in the first episode uh but we wanted to touch on it again today because i think that's probably been the biggest point of adaptation for me personally hmm. uh, so oftentimes when we talk about um, success in ministry, we always talk about it in terms of fidelity, and rightfully so. Since church planting, I've just needed to kind of adapt myself, readapt myself to what I know to be true about success, which is fidelity to Christ. Yeah. Do you feel that? Do you like? Do you feel that tension of worldly success or how God yeah. defines success? Yeah. That's a conversation that we've had. In the past, but I think this is part of the larger the larger conversation too within the church, specifically in the context of the United States, right? Of, um, like looking at a church, and and saying that this is a this is a successful church, whereas this other church isn't successful. And a lot of times, kind of, I think the way that we assess what success looks like, it's often based upon like productivity and mm. in, in like in, and to me like immediately what comes to mind is how many people do you have in your church yeah right it's about multiplication in that sense which you know the i, I think there's biblical ground to multiplication because jesus says go forth and make disciples of all nations um so there is an i mean i don't want to say an expectation but yeah it's clearly laid out in scripture that we are to multiply and make disciples um but then I don't think that that's often uh, linked to. Well, let me let me not say it's not often linked to it. I would say that numbers themselves don't define success. Yeah, yeah, and I, it's not solely numbers. And I would even add, what are you doing with those numbers? Like, if if right. if we're gonna count, you know, what what are we mm-hmm. doing? I don't want to make people sound like objects, but like, what are like what do what do those numbers mean to us? And mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think that yeah, that I mean, there's nothing wrong with with growth, numerical growth. I think we need numerical numerical growth. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that there's there's this unhealthy connection between numerical growth and personality. Like it, mm. it's almost as if, and I've seen this tension in my own heart is if I could be a bigger personality in my area or in my in my work maybe that'll translate into more numbers more butts in the seats if you will Mm. right so i think 
I, I think it's not just what we do with the with what we're counting, but it's also how we even I guess connect that to to our public persona. There's a couple things I do I am curious to hear your thoughts on. How how would you redefine success as now as you look back at you know some of the steps that you guys have taken as a as a church and as a team um and even in your own now your your own perspective of ministry so as yeah. i was thinking about how i see success now or going back to fidelity and the implications of that in real life I thought about the parable of the talents in matthew 25 what's interesting about the parable of the talents to me is is it's so so one it's there's a sense where your fidelity is is measured by how you i guess developed what God gave you now right yeah i think what's interesting about that is that when he comes back to establish his earthly kingdom he mm-hmm. the, the text shows us that because you were faithful with what you had here and now when he establishes earthly kingdom, he'll give you more to steward. Right? I think that that's mm-hmm. that's really interesting to me. So, so there there's an aspect of of fidelity for me as I've kind of thought about it of stewardship that I think I've just needed to go mm-hmm. back to is how am I uh. developing and cultivating what God has yeah. given me to do? But mm-hmm. in that literary context of of that passage. Right after the parable of the talent, it's it's the 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 division of the sheep and the goats. So as I've thought about mm. what I'm called to steward or who I'm called to, in some ways, develop. Yeah, the text essentially goes to the to the hungry, to the thirsty, mm. to the people who are in prison, essentially the outcast mm. of society. I think fidelity. Mm-hmm is connected to to cultivating and developing what God has given you, specifically how you cultivate people, especially yeah. those the le- those who mm. who are outcast or the, the least of these. I think you you're you're really narrowing it down to what's important, which is you have these gifts, you have these talents who are you expressing your fidelity to in using those gifts? Right. Where am I pl- um, where am I applying those gifts? Where am I applying that money? Where am I applying that expertise? And and just to be real, mm-hmm. I think I think many times in church planting, since I I've, I've been doing, I'm not an expert or anything like that, but I've just noticed how many times what's deemed as strategic in church planting are are actually not the least of these. <laughs> Mm. Actually, we 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 oftentimes deem success yeah. as reaching the most influential college or the most influential part of the city or where the money's at in the city. I I know you usually <laughs> want to smoke with people. I don't want to yeah. smoke with people. I'm just telling you my observations. No, you're you're just you're just saying the truth, man. Because th- yeah, like you said, most times our targets are are the donors are the people who will bring Ooh. in people. I mean it is it's not to knock on like it's, I think I think the church does need people who have those financial support to help fund the ministry, 
right? So right. it's not to say like that we can't, like that we shouldn't be thinking about or even caring for the donors. But I think sometimes, like I, I, th- I think people emphasize more on the donors and on where the money is coming from yeah. to fund money and influence or power. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I think, and I think that that there's a huge linkage to personality with that. You know, so like, you know, we talk about being faithful many times, but really sometimes we link our personality in our work to the power, to the money, to the... I think when we do that, we're actually saying something about the people that God... I don't want to say cares about most because he cares about everybody. Yeah. But... Yeah. But the the people that it seems like God has a big heart for at the very least, which are mm, the disenfranchised, mm. the the persons yeah. who are not privileged. So I don't know. I think that that's interesting. Mm. You know, it reminds me of a story, and I'll just say this real briefly. I remember when I was church planting, I was raising money. I hit up a dude, pastor. He was in like a pastor's meeting saying like, yo, if you're going to plant the church, he was talking kind of tough. He was like, hit me up. We're going to give you money you whatever if you're serious about it. So I hit him up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just like, hey, man, we're trying to raise money for this church project. You said this, blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. my man was like, yo, do this. He didn't say yo. He didn't talk like that. But yeah. I just wanted to clarify. But I'm just, inter- I'm just trying to. Anyways, he said, yo, um, how about this, Jeremy? Call me in a year. And he literally said this. Mm-hmm. Prove to me that you can reach college students. And then we can talk about my church funding your church. And I remember just being like, yo, that's okay. Hung up the phone. I was so upset, man. And part of the reason why I was so upset is because I was like, oh, man, first of all, I don't need to prove anything to you. Second of all, yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking about my community and I'm like, I mean, there's a lot of good things happening in my community. People go do go to college in mm-hmm. my community, but there's a large yeah. contingent of people that don't even dream of going to college. Uh-huh. So like, I'm like, what is this dude talking about? And I think it, it goes along with that like success many ways Mm -hmm. in practice at least comes off as if we're successful if we reach the people who have the greatest shot of being winners in society which are the educated Mm -hmm. which are the people who are going to make more money and Mm -hmm. i think that's problematic because what if what if we have all of those things what if you got a banging account in your in your church plant you have mad people, mm-hmm. but you actually have yeah. no touch with the least, the last, and the lost. And that's what the text says. Right. Like, right. does that still make you faithful? Does that mean, I mean, make you successful in God's eyes? Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if, because as, as you were sharing that, it made me think about how we even, like, identify pastors as being successful right Mm. like we look at certain ministries and i wonder if people go 
to those ministries because of the personality and not so much because of their faithfulness to God's mission or faithfulness what, to the you calling of name being any a pastor. Of those personalities? Now, I'm not gonna say no <laughs> names. I'm not gonna say no names. But yeah, I wonder if like, because I think this is all, and and this is this is another. I think this just this kind of makes things a little bit more complex. And this is part of the reality that we live in in the United States of America. Is we have this capital like. We, we've all just been shaped by this idea of capitalism and entrepreneurship that even the way that we pursue ministry has been shaped and formed by that. And so I think like as I look and I, I observe in like like ministries and pastors and personalities, I wonder if people are 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 seeking after personalities and not so much as pastors. Many times yeah. we cultivate that as pastors. I've I've been guilty yeah. of that. So well, I mean, to be real, right? It's it that's where it's sometimes because that's where the money is. The pe- we want people to. I mean, it's not we want people to follow us, but we want to be able to reach so many people for for the kingdom. Um. And that it makes me wonder, man, like in this conversation of redefining success, as you were sharing, um, like how has that affected you in viewing yourself of being a successful church planter and, and pastor? Because, uh, yeah, I yeah. think as we talk about success, like that adaptation of going back to fidelity and not just caring for what you have, but also caring for who. God has called us to right like yeah I think I think the impact that that's had is in many ways it sucks <laughs> um, yeah. because you have to I've had to kind of lose myself for the sake of Christ again yeah. and again and again because yeah yeah you know like like I just realized man for so long and still to this day, mm-hmm. it's easy for me to revert back to capitalism, not biblical Christianity. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not against capitalism. You know, I, uh-huh. I'm, I'm really not. I'm just saying, capital. What, however capitalism defines success, that's not necessarily what God deems as successful. Yeah. And I think for me, that's been difficult. Because I enjoy mm-hmm. a capitalistic society, just to be real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think if I could just add to that, like just because you have a big platform, that to me, that doesn't mean that you're mm-hmm. you're being unfaithful to, to God. I, I just want to clarify right. that. Right. You know, maybe that just means that you have five talents. All I'm saying is mm-hmm. how does that benefit who God wants that to benefit? You know, so if you're a personality, you know, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. Um, if, if your church has a great Instagram following, that that's great. I'm just saying, you know, how does that affect mm-hmm. um, the people that you're called to serve? You know, um, yeah. And, and and if you have a good a, a big platform, praise God. I just hope you use it well. Mm-hmm. And if God ever gives us a bigger platform. I hope that we steward it well. Cause I mean, it's easier to critique from the sidelines than, 
And if yeah. and if we're all honest, just to keep it real, most pastors, if we're honest, we know we all want that too. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. <laughs> so I'd you're be lying you want to be. You want to move on for armor bearer? Okay, I see. I see. <laughs> I'm ready for God to elevate. You want to leave your post? I I want him to expand my territory. <laughs> to call me up. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. <laughs> Man, so um, I, to to kind of bring this full circle. So as you've been redefining success uh, for yourself um, and reflecting on that, what does that look like for you guys as a team as you engage in your community? Like you're getting ready to launch something or um yeah develop something for the community how would you define it as it being uh successful yeah so i think i think there's a guy a friend of mine who who used to make a distinction between fidelity metrics and fruitfulness metrics um Ooh. i thought it was really dope i mean it's not it's not in the bible taking notes but essentially what he said taking is notes on that um what fidelity a fidelity metric is what you count that you're called to do so for instance like how many people did you evangelize this week as a team that's a faithfulness metric a fruitful uh, metric is more of like how many people did you baptize right um you can't control if people believe in the gospel or not right so like but if they do they're called to get baptized mm. so that's a fruitful metric and what this guy told me was fruit a fruitful metric you can't you can't make that happen only god can make that happen ultimately mm. um mm-hmm. but you can make your faithfulness metric happen so i think for us mm. what success looks like is Listing out what we're called to be faithful to and doing that and, and, yeah. and finding a way, at least for us, finding a way to, to kind of quantify that. And if we're hitting those mm-hmm. quantities that we, I guess, all agreed on, yeah. then we would see as like, okay, we're, we're doing what, what, we're, what we're purposed to do. Man, I, I love that. I love that because I think it's really practical and I think it causes us to rethink through even in our own personal lives, like, are we focusing on being faithful or are we more concerned with being fruitful? Right. I think it's the difference between counting how your abs look as opposed to, or or assessing how your abs look as opposed to how many times you go to the gym and when you go to the gym. I like that. Like, I, like like I that. think we got to, count how many times we go to the gym and when we go to the gym and let yeah. other people affirm your progress. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you want to <laughs> show your abs, Josh. <laughs> no, dude. You're looking at me like you do. <laughs> you... <laughs> I'm like, Jeremy, let me show you what it looks like. So, too funny, man. 
Man, love this conversation, bro. Um, this is really helpful, even just for for me uh, to think through, um, and it and it challenged even my own understanding of of success. Because um, I think a lot of times, yeah, I I look at the fruitfulness and and accomplishments too, and I let that not only determine if I'm successful or not, but I even allow those things to speak into my own identity mm-hmm. and my own like like worth. Um, but I think a better measure is: Am I really being faithful? Um, mm. appreciate you, man. Appreciate no doubt. That. All right, this is the conclusion of our episode. Uh, join us for our next episode as we continue to uh, walk with Jeremy through his journey. Um, follow us on uh, social media. You can follow <laughs> us on Instagram, maybe Twitter, maybe YouTube, Twitter. La Ventanita Podcast. Maybe Twitter isn't like Twitter, like expected to tank. Is that why you said that? Oh, I don't know. I I don't know. I I've I've just seen a bunch of things about Twitter. It's not the same. People are like leaving Twitter. He we can go on Donald Trump's Twitter thing. What is that parlor? What's it? His his uh he's got a social media platform called like Truth Something. Mm, got you. Okay. So if you want the truth, talk to Josh <laughs> or go on that website. <laughs> Well, man, that's uh, episode two of La Ventanita Podcast. Yes, sir. Josh, good talking to you, man. Till next time. Good talking to you, too. Yes, sir. Likewise.